This is 680-CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, we'll tee up a couple of HBO comedies, including a returning hit from last year starring The Rock. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun. One of the most talked about movies of the year is in theaters now. We'll talk some ghost busting. We'll also tell you what's coming to Blu-ray and DVD this week. First, it's the news. From The Couch. Doesn't it ever wake you up in the middle of the night? The feeling that someday they'll come for you. And your children. I feel a great swirl of pity for the poor soul that comes to my school looking for trouble. The Marvel TV Universe is about to get a new entry. Fox is making an X-Men show. Variety says, quote, The untitled series will focus on two ordinary parents who discover their children possess mutant powers. Forced to go on the run from a hostile government, the family joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight to survive, end quote. There's been a lot of X-Men lately. Two movies this year, Deadpool in the winter and this summer's X-Men Apocalypse. Together, we will cleanse the earth. Everything they've built will fall! And from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one! There are a ton of superhero TV shows already. Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, Gotham, Legends of Tomorrow, all from the DC Universe, and a bunch of Marvel shows on Netflix like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, plus the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But make room for one more. No word yet on when this X-Men series will hit the airwaves. You're not students anymore. We'll take everything from them. You're X-Men. I don't want to die. I want to come back the answers to death and life. I need you to bring me back. I have no interest in watching you kill yourself. Remember Flatliners? It's getting a reboot and is coming next year. The original movie was released in 1990 about a group of medical students who launch an experiment to push the boundaries of death. Why are you doing this? To see if there's anything out there beyond death. It is reckless, immoral, and unethical. Today's a good day to die. The original starred Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, William Baldwin, and Oliver Platt. And as it turns out, Kiefer Sutherland will return for the reboot. We've experienced death. Now somehow we brought our sins back physically. You withheld information that's the same as lying. You wouldn't have done it. At least we would have had a choice. You're willing to risk everything. Can't school your future for Nelson's fame. Come on, Jones! This is my idea. You're just tourists. Sutherland won't be reprising the same role. He'll play a doctor this time. The cast of new students includes Ellen Page and Nina Dobrev searching for the mysteries of the afterlife. I did not come to medical school to murder my classmates, no matter how deranged they might be. We're running out of time! Starting CPR. One one thousand. Two one thousand. You're not real! Got her! Don't have her! I said I paid my dues! Not entirely sure why we need a Flatliners remake, but I guess the well really has run dry for new ideas. The Flatliners reboot is set for release August 18th, 2017. Flatline! Flatliners. Some lines shouldn't be crossed. Three years ago, we looked at ourselves, and none of us wondered why we were still here, we knew. Of course we knew. You knew. I don't.
don't belong here. Two of TV's best shows will now star one of TV's best actresses for the first two seasons of The Leftovers, the HBO drama surrounding the mysterious disappearance of 2% of the world's population. Carrie Coon has been one of the big highlights. Her Nora, consumed by grief over losing her family in the sudden departure, has stolen nearly every scene she's in. You sit there and tell me a story about your daughter. I lost everyone. I lost everything, you f- Fraud? You f***ing liar? You're not in pain? Because if you were in pain, you would know there is no moving on. There is no happiness. What's next? What's next? Nothing is next! Nothing! <laughs> it's a hilarious comedy. Actually, no, it's one of the saddest shows you'll ever see. And she'll still be in the cast for the upcoming third and final season of The Leftovers. But it was announced this week that Kuhn will also star in the upcoming third season of my other favorite show, Fargo. You okay there, Bill? Wife made spaghetti for dinner. Seemed a shame to barf it up. I'm glad my husband's dead. I'm gonna sing at his funeral. La, 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 la. <laughs> it's a bit strange, huh? The FX show Fargo is, of course, inspired by the Coen Brothers' masterpiece of the same name from 1996. Now her dad, he's real well off. So why don't you just ask him for the money? Well, your f***ing wife, you know. Or your f***ing wife, Jerry. The Fargo TV show is an anthology show, meaning every season is a whole different story with different characters set in a different time and place in and around the Dakotas and Minnesota. Ewan McGregor will also be in season three, so it's sounding like a good one to me. Right now, Kuhn is shooting that last season of The Leftovers in Australia. Season three of Fargo should start shooting later this year and air sometime next year. <sighs> what a day. If that was me, I would have killed that man. If you don't stand up to the boss, the wife, you're just going to get washed away. More news from the couch in a moment. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Time to continue now with more news from The Couch. Hello, I'm Liam Neeson, and I'm very happy to share a preview of my new movie, A Monster Calls. Enjoy the preview. The preview Liam Neeson is talking about is for a trailer released this week for, as you heard, a movie called A Monster Calls. It's a fantasy tale based on a children's novel about a 12-year-old boy named Connor whose mom is sick. How does the story begin? With a boy. Too old. To be a kid. You're coming to live with me. Don't touch anything. Too young. To be a man. On top of his mom's illness, Connor also has to deal with bullies at school, so he copes by creating a fantasy world full of monsters, the main one voiced by Liam Neeson. So this main monster looks kind of like an Ent from Lord of the Rings, but more specifically, he looks like a bigger version of Vin Diesel's Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Groot. Looks just like him, just bigger. The movie also stars Felicity Jones and Sigourney Weaver, and is directed by Juan Antonio Bayona, who helmed The Impossible, The Orphanage, and is directing Jurassic World 2, 
A Monster Calls looks like a visual stunner, which also explores themes of courage, loss, and faith. It's due in theaters October 21st. I'm afraid. Of course you are afraid. But you will make a thrill. For this is why you called me. Come on. If it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I gotta put you down. Because no matter what, you will not get my way. There's Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in the Michael Mann classic crime movie, Heat. It came out in 1995 and is, frankly, the best thing either have done since then, especially Pacino. De Niro has had a couple of fun movies in the last 20 years. His best comedic performance was his grumpy old Jack in Meet the Parents. The cat birthed a litter of kittens. Must have been 30 of them. And there was this one little runt that could, you know, wanted to get up there and couldn't really get access to the uh, teat. I went in and just simply, you know, into a little saucer and uh, then took the saucer and fed it to Geppetto. That's what I named him, Geppetto. I, I, I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, De Niro was also good in Silver Linings Playbook. He was fun in Stardust and has popped up in cool things like Machete. But for every one of those, he's made three or four pieces of unmitigated garbage like Righteous Kill. Between the eyes. Honestly, one of the five worst movies I've ever seen, I'd say. Or comedy-wise, there's garbage like this year's Dirty Grandpa. Greatest gift a grandson can give his grandfather was a hot college girl who wants to have unprotected sex with him before he dies. Most grandpas just want toffee or socks. So you'll forgive me if I don't get too excited about a new De Niro movie announced this week. It's called War with Grandpa, based on the 1984 children's book. De Niro will play the grandpa, his wife dies, he has to move in with one of his kids, and he takes over his grandson's bedroom. The boy doesn't like that, he wants his room back, so he starts a prank war to try to get grandpa to give it up, and soon it's a full-on prank war between the two. I don't know, I mean, it, I guess that's just a kid's movie, but I miss this guy. You talking to me? All right, go ahead. You want me to hit you? I want you to be with everything you got. I want you to lay me out. Go ahead. You talking to me? No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. No, I didn't Sorry. insult him. I didn't insult him. him a little bit. Who the f do you think you're talking to? You want to get rid of me? Here I am. Go ahead, get rid of me. As for War with Grandpa, they're finishing up the script now. The movie's scheduled to be released next April. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. Hello, madam. Dr. Gordon. I want to play a game. The long-discussed reboot of the Saw franchise looks to be moving forward. It will be the eighth film in the series. The first Saw was released in 2004, was made for $1.2 million, went on to make $55 million in North America, and became an annual Halloween tradition with a sequel every year through to 2010. The Jigsaw Killer. Paul, find the path with a razor wire. Technically speaking, he's not really a murderer. 
He never killed anyone. Dr. Ford, your aim in this game is to kill Adam. If you do not, then Diana will die. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. If you're not familiar with the Saw movies, they're basically torture porn. It's about, as you heard, the Jigsaw Killer who kidnaps people and sets up these elaborate traps where they have to torture themselves to escape with their lives. I'm sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings. I've given you a life purpose. Looks like our friend Jigsaw likes to book himself front row seats to his own sick beings. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. Not anymore. The first Saw was clever enough, but each movie got more outlandish and ridiculous, culminating with Saw 3D in 2010. Since the beginning, you have watched others suffer. Now it is your turn to play. The eighth movie is unofficially titled Legacy and is set to be shot in Toronto this September. It's being directed by Peter and Michael Spearig, who helmed a couple of Ethan Hawke movies, a vampire film called Daybreakers, and a really cool time travel movie called Predestination. The Saw movies grossed $874 million worldwide, not bad for something with a $1.2 million budget. No word on when Legacy will be in theaters, but if it's being shot this year, I'd imagine Saw Legacy will be in theaters around Halloween 2017. That is the news from the couch. Up next, we'll tell you what's coming to home video this week. You are listening to the Couch Potatoes. It's time you learn what it means to be a man. Stay down! If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, having a look at what's coming to Blu-ray and DVD this upcoming week. Jeff Braun, what was that? Batman versus Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. It's the ultimate edition, the regular edition will be available as well, but it's the director's cut from Zack Snyder. He's added another half hour to the movie, so it's just over three hours long. And apparently it's better, but still not as good as we all hoped it would be. It's also rated R for the violence, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Th- that movie was already fairly violent, so I I was I was I I can't believe I say this, but I was sort of disturbed by the violence really? in that film. It was just not pleasant to see the the two heroes trying to kill each other basically or at least Batman trying to kill Superman. Yeah, all well, the review I read of this new one it said the guy said Superman is more heroic in it, Batman is less of a monster, it also has more Clark Kent and Superman scenes. So it's it's more like a Batman Superman movie as opposed to a Batman movie featuring Superman. Okay. Well, I might end up checking it out. Uh, yeah, I'm in no rush to see it. I'll see it down the road somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm not spending 30 bucks on it. I know that. What else do we have here? Um, The Lobster is a movie that has been getting great reviews. It stars Colin Farrell and it's uh, one of these trippy little indie movies where he goes to a th- uh, resort thing and it's a, on, it's a matchmaking service or whatever, but if you don't find your match by the end of the weekend at this resort, you turn into an animal of your choosing, and he chooses a lobster. And will he turn into a lobster? 
Who knows? Apparently it's very good. Sounds, also, sounds insane, but it's good. Also coming, we've got Bitten, the final season. Uh, there's something called Elvis and Nixon, The Magicians, season one, which was a great show that I liked from earlier this year. The complete third season of The one, one, uh, the 100. There we go. Orphan Black, season four. Person of Interest, the complete fifth and final season. And that's all the time we have for that. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit about Ghostbusters. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. It will haunt you every night. Whatever it is, no one should have to encounter that kind of evil. Except you girls. I think you can handle it. Oh, oh good. Thanks. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. And one of the most anticipated movies of the year is in theaters now. It's the new Ghostbusters. We have a gift. We see what no one else is willing to see. We do things others can't do. Ghostbusters. If there's a paranormal problem, we're the ones to answer the call. Hello. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The new Ghostbusters stars Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon. They're the four Ghostbusters. Chris Hemsworth also in it, and it's directed by Paul Feig. He made Bridesmaids and The Heat, so it's got quite the pedigree for her to be a smash comedy. And I think we're both, we haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. You looking forward to it? I don't know. Really? I know it's getting decent reviews. Uh, some of the movie, some of the reviews are actually tremendous. I think the last time I checked it was around 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. But, um... I don't know. <laughs> Why I, not? I just it feels unnecessary. Uh, it's very unnecessary. But I, are you one of these guys that's like, this is going to ruin my childhood if they screw it up? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I, no, of course not. And I, I, before I proceed any further, I should clarify: I have nothing against nothing against the fact that it's an all-female cast. The uh, people freaking out about that—that that blows my mind. That is so insane. Well, and remember when the first trailer came out and it became the most disliked video Just because trolls just kept hitting the dislike button. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. Funny is funny and this particular cast, uh, four just hilarious women. So I have no no problem with that. I I don't know. I just, maybe I'm getting tired of this. Let's just remake everything instead of come yeah. up with fresh new things. I know. Yeah. I know we complain about that a lot, but some of, I don't know. The Ghostbusters, it seems to me, it's like, sure, it makes sense that just 30 years later, there could be a new team of Ghostbusters if ghosts become a problem again. And they were, I mean, they they were talking about making a third Ghostbusters movie for years. I think we've we've been doing the Couch Potatoes for 10 years now, and I'm sure that between the two of us, we've talked about a possible Ghostbusters, th- or Ghostbusters 3 10, 20 times. Absolutely. And uh, the stories kept popping up that it was going to happen, and then those stories turned out to be a hoax, and finally they just yeah. decided to, let's just go a different direction and, and reboot it with an all-female cast. I don't know. I mean, the, the special effects certainly will be fresh because when you watch the original, uh, the effects then, of course, were groundbreaking. But now yeah. they're, I mean, they're from night. It's a night movie from nineteen eighty four. And they're, but they're still not that bad. No, some of it's clunky with the little dog guys running around or whatever. But the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man looks great. The streams flying out of the proton packs looks great. Yeah, that's true. I uh, so uh, I'm curious. I suppose I think I'm actually kind of scared to see the CG version of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. I'm kind of wondering if that's gonna 
look okay. I don't know. I just, I remember, uh, it's funny you mentioned the, the childhood thing. I remember when I was a kid and I wanted to go see Ghostbusters in the movie theater and I never got to go because really? my, well, my dad was going to take us, me and my sister to a movie and it was either going to be Ghostbusters or Supergirl. <laughs> And so you saw Supergirl. We saw Supergirl, which of course I liked because I was a kid and I liked uh, basically anything. But uh, in hindsight, I wish I had seen Ghostbusters. Well, when I'll tell you, I did get to go see Ghostbusters in the theater. My parents took me and my sister, and I was eight, I guess, and she would have been five. And about, I don't know, it did not take too long before my sister started crying. Like she's just too little for it because that's a frightening movie. Yeah. So mom had to leave with her. And we were, you know, three towns over because my town didn't have a theater. And so they just sat in the car while me and my dad watched the rest of the movie. Really? Yeah. And I got scared too. That, that scene where uh, Sigourney Weaver, where the guy, where the beast comes out of the, like her chair. Yep. I still can't watch that. Get out of here. No, I had nightmares about that for months. <laughs> so now even when I watch the movie, I just fast forward through that 20 seconds or whatever it is. I was like, I know what, I know what happens. I don't need to see this again. It's just one of those, yeah, that, that, <laughs> traumatized for life. Thanks, Ghostbusters. Do you, whenever you sit in a chair, do you fear that a beast is going to rip its way out of the chair? And... Well, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't thought about that? No. I just put a fresh yes. spin on your <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brett. Reawakening Thanks Jeff Braun's childhood nightmare. The other thing I don't get about the people that say, well, this new one's going to, you know, just... To ruin their childhood and destroy the original Ghostbusters. If that was going to happen, that would have happened with Ghostbusters 2. Oh. Which is a terrible movie and stars all the same people and is actually a continuation of their story. And if anything could, you know, do damage to what came before it, it would have been that. That's true. It was not a good movie. No. Uh, and I've, and I've, I've often wondered... Did, was it really that bad? I think the last time I, I watched it, I thought, no. It's really that bad. Yeah. It's terrible. Exactly. Although it did, there was a song on there. I rem- and I actually, I have it on cassette single. Bobby Brown had the, the, the theme song. I think it was called On Our Own. Uh, that's the main thing I remember yeah. about that I had movie. the soundtrack to the first one. I know that. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of bad songs in that too. But it's certainly not going to ruin my childhood that they've done this. And from what I can tell from the reviews, this movie does basically stand on its own. I think it sort of tips its cap to the original. I mean, how could you not? But it sort of carves its own path and tells its own story, its own version of the Ghostbusters story. So I guess there's really nothing wrong with that. It's like a like a James Bond or any sort of story yeah. where you have these recurring characters. There's no there's no law that says that you can't tell a new story with the same with the same kind of character. Exactly. I don't know. I I think it just for me my biggest problem is the fact that Hollywood is just I mean, we we talked already in the news from the couch today. They're rebooting Flatliners, yeah, yeah. and they're bringing back Saw because I don't know why we need another Saw movie. <laughs> we already got seven of them, and most of them were stinky. Meanwhile, something terribly original like the, that movie, The Lobster, starring Colin Firth, which sounds like nothing you've ever heard before, just comes and quietly comes and goes from a theater, and no one pays any mind. So we're, we're as complicit in this as uh, Hollywood is, Brett, just by spending our money with them. That's true. Although we did also mention that movie, uh, Monster Calls, in the news from the couch, the one where Liam Neeson voices a monster. Right. If you haven't watched the trailer, just look it up. It is. It looks like a real visual treat, uh, like nothing you've ever seen. Hopefully the the movie's substance matches the style. Uh, Up next, we're going to tee up a couple of HBO shows. One is a returning comedy, one's a new comedy, starring The Rock and Danny McBride. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. 
Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. This weekend, Sunday night, HBO begins season two of its hit comedy from last summer called Ballers. Sometimes it ain't about what you got to give, but how you give it. I'll remember that the next time I get laid. Wow, you really want to wait that long? <laughs> Ballers is about the high stakes game of financial management. Just sounds like a rip snorter, doesn't it? That's actually pretty cool because one of those financial managers is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The other is Rob Corddry, and they have hilarious chemistry together. Also, it's centered around the NFL, which is what makes the show sexy. The Rock plays a retired NFL player. He's now a financial manager, and he's using his connections to land some big clients from the NFL. But this time around in season two, Andy Garcia is in the show, and he's not a happy guy. I got a bad feeling about Andre. We do have history. I've been doing this for 20 years. You guys have been doing this for what, 20 minutes? You think you're gonna steal my clients? I don't lose clients. I don't lose, period. Ballers was initially described as entourage, but with the NFL instead of Hollywood. If you don't know, remember what an entourage was about, it was about a guy who moves from New York to Hollywood to be a movie star, and he brings his buddies with him. So entourage, but with the NFL instead of Hollywood is what they said about ballers because there's lots of testosterone and scantily clad women's. However, it was a surprisingly layered show with really interesting characters, Much that's what I thought about entourage, at least for a time. It kind of lost its way as the series went on. With ballers, they managed to humanize and make NFL players relatable because you sort of think pro athletes making millions of dollars. It's, uh, it's just they live in fantasy land. One of the characters he's a star player but he's self-destructive and you get mad because you know how dare he blow his career like this but he's just a normal guy with a bad temper who lets his emotions get the best of him sometimes there's another player who recently retired and is trying to adjust to normal life much like the rock recently retired trying to just get a normal job and uh in this particular case with this other player he can't make the adjustment to normal life so he ends up contemplating going back to the game there's another guy who's a huge star but he has to support his family and all of his deadbeat friends so it's sort of neat to see the kind of stuff that maybe goes on behind the scenes in the NFL certainly wasn't a groundbreaking show, but it was fun and it had great performances all around. And here's a clip that was tailor made for you, Jeff Braun, you fast and furious obsessive lunatic. Are you Vin Diesel? No, I'm bigger and better looking. Vin, come on, stop playing with him. Yeah, this is Vin Diesel. I'm Bruce Willis. Nice little shot. That's it is, amazing. It is shot. Suddenly I'm watching Ballers. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't watch it already. Furious 8 next summer, people. Is it next summer? Already? I don't know. I'm just, I would hope so. I, I saw a picture actually of The Rock as, as Hobbs. Was that his character's yep. name? And he's in jail, apparently. In the, oh, the and we fest. found out this week, I almost worked it into the news, but I knew it would make your head explode. But uh, <laughs> Helen Mirren, while she is in Fast and Furious 8, she does not get to do any stunt driving. She was very disappointed. Oh, well, that's stupid. Yeah. Why not? Because she's a national treasure in Britain. They don't want to crash in a car. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, but just another couple of quick thoughts on Ballers. It is interesting to see The Rock play a 
uh, retired NFL player because he actually did used to play football. He was a big star in university. He played for the Miami Hurricanes, but he hurt himself, so his NFL career hopes got dashed. He actually played for a little while in the CFL, and that didn't really work out. And then he went on to become a uh, pro wrestler, uh, The Rock, and then, of course, that catapulted him into superstardom. So, But it's neat to see him go back to his football roots here. And he is, uh, I think The Rock is a really good actor. He's not just I think sort so of a, a muscle head. Exactly. And as far as, you know, former wrestlers who appear in movies, he's pretty much the best that's ever been. I mean, when the competition's Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper, it's a bit pretty easy, but... That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, so he, he's certainly a charismatic presence, and I really like, if you're looking for a distraction this summer, check out Ballers, and if that's not your thing, maybe you want to try another HBO show that is coming. It is also coming this weekend, a new comedy starring Danny McBride called Vice Principals. Uh, Principal Wales, do you know who will be replacing you? Whoever it is. Let's remember one thing. It's all about the students. It's not about you two. That was Bill Murray in that clip, by the way, as the outgoing principal. McBride and Walton Goggins play the vice principals at a high school, and they both want the big job. Come tomorrow, there's a brand new principal in town. His name is Neil Gamby. Whatever, Gamby. First thing I'm going to do when I become principal is fire you. Turns out neither of them get it, and it's all-out war between the vice principals and the principal as they all try to sabotage each other. This woman will fire you and me. It's gonna get real. Big Mama's coming! I will drag your face all up and down the parking lot. It's definitely going to be dope. Danny McBride, no, no stranger to HBO comedies. He was in Eastbound and Down. Yep, that was hilarious, and of course he's in This Is the End, and a lot of the, and uh, Pineapple Express. Everything is every he just he's one of those guys that just makes me laugh just by looking at him. He he has that look. He's just got this kind of pompous swagger, uh, this overconfidence, which it works so comedically because he's kind of a goofy looking guy. Yeah, for sure. Out of shape, sticks his belly out. He's got a stupid mustache, big curly hair. That's kind of a he's got that mullet yeah, thing yeah. going on. I like that Walton Goggins is in it. He was really good as the bad guy on Justified for the last six or seven years. So it's. Fun to see him doing something comedic again. I don't think I've ever seen him do that, but sounded pretty good in the clip, I think. He's a, he's just a phenomenal actor. He could f- make himself fit in anywhere. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, it does look good, so I think I'll give Vice Principals a shot. That will be on HBO right after Ballers on Sunday night. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We were talking Ghostbusters before. Sure to be the big blockbuster of the week in the theaters. And, you know, the summer has not been great for blockbuster movies, at least not for us. For kids, it's been amazing because in the animated or kids category, you got Finding Dory, The Secret Life of Pets, The Jungle Book, both or all three getting got great reviews and made a ton of money. So if you're a youngster, it's been a great summer to go to the movies. For us, well, there's Captain America Civil War, which looks at this point like that's going to easily stand out to be the best thing we've seen all all summer for sure, right? Oh, for yeah, definitely. I, I just adored that film. Yeah. Need to see it again. Uh, Finding Dory, by the way, didn't realize this. It's made $429 million domestically. Oh, yeah. It's a force. It's Good number one Lord. on the... I think it's already passed Captain America for number one in the year so far. Yeah, by a mile. Yeah. 
Uh, there's all the nice guys came out. I like that. It didn't make a ton of money, but it got good reviews, and I enjoyed it a lot. It still might be in theaters if you can see the nice guys on the marquee, and you want a fun movie, go watch that. And The Conjuring Two, by all accounts, is pretty good. And you like those movies, eh? I do like the scary movies when they're done well, and The Conjuring Two definitely did or was a great movie. And it wasn't, uh, <clears throat> it, it didn't pale in comparison to its predecessor. It right. very much stood on its own two legs. Well, just uh. A wonderful film. Don't ever let your kids see it if you don't want to put them into therapy. <laughs> uh, but it hasn't all been good. A lot of movies not living up to expectations, like, say, Tarzan, Independence Day Resurgence, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Neighbor 2, Money Monster, which stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts. And if 10 years ago you said their movie would flop, everyone would have thought you were crazy. So that's mostly but what it's felt like this summer is just, meh, whatever. That's pretty much uh, sort of my attitude towards movies as well this summer. And that's all the time we have. I'm Brad. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.